Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. Today we're here with Mo from Larsa, who's the Head of Software Development and we're at the lovely Larsa offices today. Um, so thank you very much for having us here. Um, it's always lovely to come and see our offices. How are you doing? Thank you, I'm doing well. Welcome to Larsa, Sandra. Thank you. Um, so it'd be really good initially just to kind of kick off. I always like um, to give the viewers, listeners some context. Um, so really just quickly, probably like quick whistle stop tour mm-hmm. of your journey. Like you started at LASA in a software development role. You're now head of software development. So it'd be really interesting, I think, quickly just to talk about your journey and how you got, got to head of software development. Yeah, for sure. So I, I started on a technical path, yeah, I came in here as a developer and I was yeah. interested in what LASA do, really their purpose resonated with me in terms of being able to uh, enable uh, informed decision making on chemical safety. This, this has got benefit, direct benefit on human health and also it means that uh, we, what we do will have an mm-hmm. impact in reducing animal testing. So that really strongly resonated with me. Um, my focus at the time was uh, just growing myself on a technical uh, technical mm-hmm. path uh, and I carried on kind of uh, becoming a senior developer and then after that I became responsible for a, uh, for a team so um, I was a, a delivery team leader for a while and earlier this year I became head of software. Yeah, yeah. fantastic, interesting and and completely understand um you know and, and can get why you're so interested in in working with lasso and and you know and it's amazing that there's not many i mean I've, I've been in the tech industry now for about 21 years and it's rare um that you see people these days that have really developed themselves through you know that done gone that through that journey from developer right the way through to head of software development um so what I think would be really interesting to understand and, and what I'd like to do is um, one of the reasons why we run these podcasts is so that we're giving back to the community, that we're adding value to other people's lives. Um, obviously, you're um, keen and interested in that, hence why you work um, at LASA, um, is to really share your, in just a little bit more detail, how you made that transition from yeah. developer to head of software development yeah. and any advice you can give to, because we have quite a lot of aspirational um you know leaders listening to and and watching the the podcast yes absolutely i think uh one key thing there is really just understanding uh where you need to develop your skills Mm -hmm. so i was focused on developing my technical skills because i was literally day in day out i was part of the team uh working on solving the problems uh writing code uh to make it completely um, simple for everyone Uh, but uh, the way uh, our teams are set up here I realized that there is uh, there's really an opportunity here for somebody who can really help enable others Um, so not just focusing entirely on the tasks that they're doing but also paying attention to what everybody else in the team needs Um, uh, one uh, one other thing uh, to point out here is that Obviously, we're working in a in a scientific domain, so that means mm-hmm. that uh, having an interest in having those kind of conversation with with our other colleagues, uh, who are also part of the same team. Basically, we're all at the end of the day achieve, trying to achieve the same outcomes and yeah. aiming for the same goal. So, really, just listening to them, building up that relationship with them to to understand um, how we can help them by uh, applying our skills better. Mm. 
basically. So that's that's where I realized that um, really just having those kind of conversation and building those kind of interaction with people is 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 helping the team and individual within the team to perform better as well. And I was getting good feedback about this and I had a lot of encouragement from from my colleagues across yeah. the business. Um, so it's good to build up that awareness of not uh, becoming too uh, focused on what you potentially think is your personal strengths because uh, I think we can all surprise ourselves by by actually trying different things and, yeah. and getting a sense of uh, what else is needed for for everyone to be successful yeah definitely well we can always we, we we're always learning we're always developing but also you know it's, it's sharing that knowledge and those experiences with people around us and and that um actually moves me quite nicely onto because what a few things that you said there i think really resonate with the culture um that Lars has built up within you know internally um we've been working with you guys for an, a number of years now mm -hmm. and um and I think, you know, there's it's an integral, your values within last, it's an integral part of the business. Um, can you tell me how the values, the culture here, how that's impacted your leadership style once you kind of got to that? Because obviously we've just talked about how you got to that level of head of software development, but then how's it kind of impacted your leadership style throughout that, that role at, at head of yeah, level? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so in terms of in terms of our values, they they're absolutely fundamental to to our culture. They, they, we've got five key values. Uh, the first one is ownership, so caring about making the difference mm -hmm. uh, in in day to day work, um, and then it's integrity, which is committing to doing the right thing. Yeah. And this this is not always easy because circumstances changes, but mm. it's really great to observe that here at NASA. Uh, and uh, being able to uh, show that we are adaptable and and we, we embrace new ideas mm -hmm. so that's um, that's curiosity and adaptability and it's so important in terms of innovation as well uh, and inclusivity and diversity of course we can talk about that more in, yeah, in detail yeah, but definitely. again uh, it's important to make sure we create a work environment where everybody uh, can feel that they can succeed. Yeah. Um, and finally, obviously, it's collaboration. So again, everything that we do uh, has to be done in a collaborative fashion. Yeah. It just uh, the, the, the challenges that we face cannot be resolved by just individuals on their own working, uh, working in isolation. So in terms of uh, answering your question uh, from a point of view of leadership and style, for me, is really uh, was again building on that foundation of my mm -hmm. journey in in Lhasa, and and making sure my leadership style is people centric, yeah. because the value as as I've just kind of uh, gone through them uh, with you really just tells you that they're all about people at the end yeah, of the day. Of course, uh, and and this means that again day in and day out, I have to think about what can I do to deal, uh, to basically enable our teams and individuals within mm -hmm. our teams uh, to succeed mm -hmm. um, and this this is done in a variety of ways uh, i spend quite a lot of time again talking to individuals interacting I was just going to say how do you measure that success yeah. of those individuals yeah um, yeah it sounds like um it's but you're right like you've gone back to the you know the values and the the, the value around sort of caring for your people you know at the end of the day without our people what would we have that people make up business yes. um so so how do you is there a specific way in in particular that you measure the success of 
of your teams and your people? Yeah, so to be essentially there are a number of ways to um, to do that. I think one yeah. thing to look at is is really just observing if people are uh, feeling happy and motivated in mm -hmm. in their work and. Uh, we've got we've got the opportunity to do that because again we've got a high hybrid working and uh, kind of environment. Yeah. So this allows us to every so often to come into the office. We we hold events here and uh, we uh, we kind of look uh, creates an opportunity for people to come in together and again have those casual conversations to see how people are what they're working on, how they're feeling, and what kind of challenges they're facing. Uh, we do that again uh, specifically with uh, having our people leaders having those conversations on a regular mm -hmm. basis and and um, uh, myself I'm kind of like in, in conversation with them all the time to see what they observe on on, on the ground if you like with with the work that is happening yeah. and what other opportunities we can create for people to really just fit in 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 the type of work that that motivates them yeah and it allows them uh, to to grow and learn more so that's another key thing and uh, again uh, it's it's good to see that because um, I give my own example but there are um, uh, the example of other people who started really here in the software development uh, uh, function as as juniors and they've uh, they've mm. kind of like gone through all the way up to becoming principal developers and principal mm. testers so it shows that again if you if you pay attention to their needs and make sure they're in the right environment they really want to give back they stay they yeah. stay around and uh, they feel motivated to do so yeah definitely i love how um as a leader how people centric you are um and again obviously that ties into the company um values as well so um that's fantastic and do, have you ever experienced challenges um, on that from managing via you know through culture with your people like have you experienced any challenges and and if so um it might be good to share some of those challenges so that others you know that may have experienced yeah. them can yeah. learn from them so the challenge is really um it's it's about how do we make sure that we really live those values right yeah. so it's easy i think in any organization to just um, talk about values and talk about uh culture but uh, and I don't know just create some posters and and make some some posts but uh, it can it can disappear after a while people don't don't uh, end up not paying too much attention to that yeah. but uh, the way we've done that is to integrate it into again uh, for example our progression uh, and in, mm -hmm. uh, integrated in terms of uh, reward and recognition um, and having that ability to to really have that open and honest conversation mm. uh, with people when there are challenging situation to understand from their point of view what is it that we can do to support them but also have this focus on our value to remind them that we really want to live up to these values we uh, we want to make sure that we've got this environment where everybody can contribute and the key to that is having that awareness of our, 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 our values basically yeah yeah no definitely and I think it's I think a key to that as well is is that is being consistent isn't it like you Absolutely. said reminding them of the company values and what you're trying to kind of work to and uphold within and throughout the business um, and I think that's where some leaders and businesses become complacent um, yes. and inconsistent mm. Um, and that's where it can have a bit of a negative effect on culture. So um, obviously you've done, by the sounds of it, great job leading through culture, um, which is fantastic. However, it's no secret that this year, 2023, it's been um, a challenging year for businesses for and their people. 
Um, how have you managed to maintain a continuous positive culture, but more so keeping them motivated outside of that, you know, outside of the progression planning and, um, you know, revisiting the values, etc. Mm -hmm. How else have you kind of managed to um, keep them motivated and any advice around that do you have for other tech leaders? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the key things in my, in my, uh, in my personal experience is, again, uh, reminding uh, everyone of why uh we are here yes purpose, what is it, it? exactly yeah. purpose what is it that we are trying to do at the end of the day what yeah. is it that we are enabling and uh as i uh, mentioned before we are fortunate to be here at lhasa to be working on the things that's got direct impact on human health so you can think about uh drug discovery process as an example yeah. these are the processes that uh, takes years and it's quite expensive it includes uh, still animal testing um, and uh, when you hear something on the news, for example, that a new drug has been approved, uh, mm. we've literally uh, contributed in creating solutions that allows experts in the pharmaceutical industry uh, uh, to use to assess the safety of their drugs uh, yeah. that they've been working on. So that is about intrinsic motivation. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it really helps people um to to commit themselves again yeah, through the through challenging time too. yeah absolutely yeah. but there are other things that we do as well i think relying on 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 people again people themselves so it's yeah. um uh we uh, we've, uh we are again fortunate to be a multicultural company uh mm -hmm. here so we hold uh, culture days and uh, these oh, are fantastic. these are opportunities for people from uh different countries uh that yeah. we're working with uh to to just Kind of lead on that. They they they, they organize this. And you bring food in and stuff. As yes, well, exactly. Yeah. I want to so, come to the next one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're welcome to come in. Yeah. So <laughs> the, we uh, they, they have the opportunity to talk about the culture, yeah. the country, oh, and uh, and yeah, obviously we all uh, also can can learn new things and enjoy yeah. enjoy the lovely food. Yeah. Um, so. So this is this is another example, and uh, and there are other things that we are, we again as a, as as a business we we try to consciously work on that and 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 really uh, just be a good employer. So there is, for example, the mental health aid scheme that mm -hmm. we started a number of years ago to again just um, give people an opportunity to again contribute into that by yeah. signing up to become a mental health first aid, going through the training, getting the certificate, but it means that they can support their, their, yeah, their colleagues. Yeah. Um, so. And you're giving them something back as well then. Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is fantastic. So I've got an interesting question for you. We've talked a lot about your people, the people within LASA. What about you? So how do you keep yourself motivated as a leader? You know, you're putting all of your time, energy into ensuring that your people are motivated and um, brought into the culture, living, breathing the culture and the values, etc. cetera. Um, but how do you keep yourself motivated? What keeps sure. you, yeah, what keeps yeah. more ticking along? <laughs> <laughs> so other than, um, other than the purpose that we talked about yeah. and, and, and of course the people here at LASA, are a big, uh, a big factor in, in my day-to-day -day motivation yeah. of wanting to come in and do the work. Um, I really enjoy that. Uh, uh, but for me, it's, uh, it's great when the time uh, and effort is, is invested into 
creating a success an environment for success and when you see other people are succeeding and when you mm. see those relationships are really paying off and these are uh, becoming long-lasting uh, kind of partnership in terms of yeah. how we do the work uh, that really motivates me really just uh, um, uh, really just reassures me that this is a place for me I do want to be part of this journey continue mm-hmm. to be part of this this journey and for me yeah again just enabling others it gives me the uh, the biggest boost, if you like, from yeah. motivation point of view. Yeah, fantastic. It is, isn't it? It's really rewarding. I mean, I've, I've been in a leadership role for about 10, 10, 11 years myself. And and it's great to see people grow up through their business, progress their career, develop themselves. And yeah. and I think that in itself is just so rewarding um, as a leader. So it's it's lovely to, um, you know, to see that, isn't it? Um, I'd love to sort of move more on to now i know lasa um you're um at lasa you've, you're very big on um diversity and inclusivity mm-hmm. um you know from the outside it looks like you've you know you're really focused on being and and known as an inclusive employer um, and in tech in particular that's so important um it's really important to recognize and understand that people from different backgrounds um shape sizes anything you know it's it's you know can offer um different experiences and skills and add value in in lots of different areas um what um as a leader like how do you try and encourage i know you've as a business you've obviously Mm -hmm. talked about some of the things that you do but as a leader how do you try and encourage an inclusive um working environment yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are in the process of recruitment. So one of the things that uh, yeah. I've consciously uh, worked on to to build on the uh, on the basis that uh, we we have here at LASA is to make sure again inclusivity and diversity is reflected in our hiring process. For mm-hmm. example, so our interview panels are representative of of our teams, uh, yeah. which means that uh, we're fortunate to have, uh, for example, female. Uh, colleagues working at all levels in our teams and they're, uh, they're all part of the interview panels this this would hopefully help us for example to to get uh, more uh, more uh, female developers and testers wanting to come and join our teams yeah. uh, and this is something that we uh, needs to happen again consciously it just doesn't happen by accident and and uh, again making sure we build up on the awareness side of things uh, with with individuals with teams so uh, I'm working with people leaders to make sure that they they have the right training mm-hmm. to to foster that um, that kind of inclusivity in in the work um, uh, day day in and day out uh, as the teams are kind of like uh, coming from again different background mm-hmm. different ways of thinking and making sure that everybody feels that they can contribute and uh, we are not looking for just one way of this is how you solve problem really just Mm -hmm. enabling people to to have that diversity of thinking in terms of their approach as well yeah that's really interesting so i've had that conversation um a a few times with leaders now in the industry in the tech sort of community um and i think it'd be interesting to share um more around the how like how do you encourage so you said you encourage and you 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 know try and ensure that you've built a platform 
to allow everyone to you know to add value and yes. um you know um to be able to kind of come forward and and express their views opinions um get involved but as we as we know it and and I, again i have various conversations around um you know imposter syndrome as mm-hmm. well for example lots of people still struggle to feel comfortable and confident in working environments um, or events or in meetings where um, they will hold back and mm-hmm. you know so do, are there any specific tools tactics things that you say do that allows those people to yeah. be more open so and... so again it's how do we design work to make sure we we can take take uh, advantage of our advantages of uh everyone's in terms of uh in terms of the the, the ways of thinking the ways of yeah. approaching work so of course yeah especially in the tech industry this is this is something that we need to pay attention to so for example neurodiversity is quite quite a big thing yeah. um, uh, in, in tech and and we have had example of uh, we, we are fortunate to be working with people that are, are kind of like on the neurodiverse spectrum mm-hmm. um uh, and they can still add value by creating the environment for example in in the meeting situation we don't uh, force people to kind of like be in the spotlight we we encourage to have the conversation in a smaller group where they can again just contribute uh, their opinion and uh, it's not that oh we've had that meeting we've already made up our minds and we made that decision and we allow them the time and the space for example to to um, to have access to quiet areas where they can they can basically again uh, be able to focus without mm. too much distraction uh, and ensuring that again they're comfortable to build up those bridges um, with the people that they can uh, they can really just have um, that uh, trust and confidence where yeah. they can then uh, uh, kind of communicate in a in, in kind of like a, a a bigger forum such as um, such as a meeting so mm-hmm. it's just avoiding even simple things just don't putting people on on the, the spotlight when um, uh, when we know that we can we can again just gather gather kind of like opinions in terms of how things yeah. should be approached yeah. in different ways it doesn't have to be part of the meeting mm-hmm. to, to for everyone yeah. uh, to discuss things um, like loudly yeah no I agree and that and that's really um, it's really refreshing to hear that actually because um, and it's it's rare um it's rare if i'm honest that i hear um businesses making allowances for those sorts of you know situations and backgrounds and particularly neurodiversity i don't think it's discussed openly enough how businesses support um people um you know that are either fall into that bracket or or on the spectrum even um interestingly we've got an event coming up where that is one of the topics alongside businesses supporting things like miscarriages, menopause, yeah. pregnancy, etc. And again, all these things all fall under that DNI banner, but they're not openly um, yeah, no, discussed or you know, people aren't often put into those environments that make them feel comfortable to be able to openly uh, absolutely and again it's a great thing here at Lhasa that again as a business having that awareness where you create these opportunities where people to really uh, learn about these issues yeah, and and yeah. uh, and have the tools to be able to um, to kind of like uh, be able to positively uh, work work in that type of environment. So again, on menopause, for example, we we did uh, we did have um, kind of internal sessions where we've uh, oh, where, uh, we've, where we've had uh, 
an external guest coming over and talking talking openly yeah. uh, to everyone on neurodiversity we did the same thing oh, giving us an amazing. example giving us kind of like um again those those kind of uh, uh ways of thinking about mm. things and awareness and tools and techniques how do we approach different situation and uh, i think that's 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 just fantastic i encourage like every every business to if they haven't already started doing this kind of thing, I think it's so important to do this and, and find the opportunity to do more. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to ask you actually next because, um, but on that point, I have recently had um, a conversation with, um, you know, obviously not mentioning any names or anything, but the CTO within my community works for a fairly large branded organisation um, going through that, you know, kind of early menopause and there was just nothing, no support from the business um you know confided in me because we've got a really strong relationship but has no help and i um you know try to um there's there's a few people that i know in my network that you know do workshops one workshops and offer support to yeah. people that don't feel like they can have that support internally and so i think it'd be really interesting actually um to you know what advice can you offer other leaders like-minded individuals like-minded leaders in our industry um to create more diverse and inclusive workplaces mm-hmm. i think for me is again one of the things i've learned throughout my career is that yeah. do not accept the work environment as it is always look with uh, with with open eyes to see what can i do to improve it yeah. what else uh, what else uh, i need to learn more about what are the opportunities for myself to grow mm. and then share this with uh, with uh, with others and these can be done in uh, starting with small conversations it doesn't have to be a big business plan to 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 kind of like make uh, revolutionary changes in my mm. view you can start having those small conversation with your colleagues uh, when you're noticing things to just get a sense for uh, for from your uh, your peers, your uh, your um, uh, your teammates, to see mm-hmm. if they really just kind of like notice uh, certain things, and these are kind of like an opportunity where we identify again where do we have gaps and how can we, how can we then focus on on, on kind of like uh, raising these these matters in the yeah. business in a way that's raising that awareness exactly isn't it? yeah, yeah uh, in a way that we can we can then uh, kind of like come up uh, with simple ways of uh, again starting to kind of educate ourselves and others and, and yeah. pay more attention to that and involve people the key thing again in there is that uh, what we want to do is in in every scheme that we are also doing we're trying to kind of like making sure people can take again ownership of that in certain yeah. uh, in certain areas by by just again just volunteering to sign up for something where uh, I mentioned mental health first aid for example mm. so this is a voluntary scheme yeah. uh, but yeah. uh, it's good to see that people are kind of like passionate about that including myself and uh, I've went through that and I've had challenges in my personal life with mental health and so like just coming to Alasa and seeing that there's a focus on it it was really for me it was amazing to see so it's again, and it's it's so good because it means that it's a way of giving back, and mm. and, and you yeah. you also then encourage other people to uh, to follow that same example. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah, yeah, fantastic, and um, brilliant. Well, I've really enjoyed um, I've really enjoyed speaking to you today. I know we've tried to uh, to get this in the diary a couple of times, so it's been really nice to get to know you more and um, really share your valuable experiences and. Um, challenges in your journey um, with the community. I'd like to um, 
I'd like to end on one last question. Um, what one bit of advice would you give to um, to aspirational leaders um, that would love to follow in your footsteps? Um, yeah, what what would you want to end on? As a kind sure. of, I know that's a, probably a tricky one because I'm asking you just for one bit of I, any kind of like nugget or bit of kind of value you feel like yeah, you can. I say again, be curious. Yeah. Don't commit yourself into just following a certain path because you would, so you can surprise yourself by exploring other opportunities, mm-hmm. by uh, by having that uh, open mindset and mindset for growth where you actually go and try different things without fearing failure. Yeah. Uh, you would just want to kind of keep an open mind to find out where you can develop more skills. So remaining curious is is so key for me and I continue to try to do this every day myself, just listening to other people, trying to Mm -hmm. kind of um, learn new things and and try to then integrate that back into how I work. So don't develop a set of skills that uh, you think that this is going to serve me for life. It's just continuously working on that learning Mm -hmm. and growing path. Uh, by remaining curious and by interacting by uh, with other people because uh, that would also allow people to learn different ways of approaching problems mm-hmm. that's, that's, and that is so important as well. So yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Um, yeah, really love that. So if anyone would like to, once they've um, listened to this podcast, anyone would like to reach out to you, um, contact you, is LinkedIn? Sure. I'm, I'm now on LinkedIn. I was not on LinkedIn, <laughs> I should uh, I should mention. So uh, yeah, but, but as, of, as of very recently, I am on LinkedIn, fantastic. Um, of course. And if people do want to find out more about opportunities here at Alas as well, they yeah. can visit our website. Uh, there's a career page there that they can visit as well and uh, yeah. yeah i'll be happy to chat to anyone who reaches out fantastic brilliant well thank you very much for your time today i really enjoyed it thank you very much and thanks for coming in no worries thank, thank you, you.